0: Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture. I'm the daughter. I'm Lori. I'm the mom. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah, you look pretty. Oh, well, so do you. Thanks. I love your bright blue sweater.
1: I know. I had to be comfy today. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like curling up and taking
0: a nap. I always feel like (laughs) curling up and taking a nap. I know. Yeah. What's that? Nap? What's that? Well, it has been raining a lot here in Mm -hmm. Seattle. You Mm -hmm. don't say. Yeah. Um, It's better than snow. I'll take that. I'll take it too. Um, so it does make you just want to yeah. like curl up and listen to the rain and take a little nap.
1: I know, because we're like talking to some of the folks back in Pittsburgh and they're like getting hit hard with snow. With the crap
0: on a snow.
1: And the temperature, and I'm like, 50 degrees in rain here? I'll take that any damn day. I uh, know, it yeah. feels
0: like spring. Back in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's like it doesn't feel that different. Yeah, it's just we're missing the snow, which I will gladly I am take. Not missing the snow. <laughs> I'm not missing the snow. I am not. Um. Okay. So Jake asked me something today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like oh, couldn't no. think of a good answer. And you kind of put me on the spot. I'm going to put you on oh, the spot. Shit. I want to know what you have to say. Oh no. Okay. He asked me what is something that you've seen that you definitely weren't supposed to see okay Mm -hmm. and like my answer was like I feel like everyone probably has one of these like I was watching someone's dog once and Mm -hmm. I was looking for something (laughs) and I opened a drawer and it was like their kink drawer And, like, no shame, like, do your thing. But I was like, oops, that's not for me. <laughs> I'm not supposed Dude, to be in there. I'm just going to close that I'm just going to slowly out. push that back. There were no snacks in that <laughs> drawer. That's exactly what I was looking for. I, was like, I know you, girl. I, was I know like, you. like, where's the honey pretzels? This person always had these honey pretzels. That's not what I found. <laughs> that's not what I found. Nope. Some handcuffs with fur on them. Oh I'm like, ah, no. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, okay. I have one. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So when I was little, so I probably, uh, I was probably like maybe 10 or 12.
0: Okay. You know,
1: we had chores at home. And so my chore don't know. was to, you know, fold the laundry and put it away, which is kind of weird when you think about it, like putting your parents' laundry away.
0: Dude, are you going to tell me something weird about my grandparents? <laughs> oh, no. I remember it as vividly as if it were yesterday
1: because, you know, I was young and impressionable. <laughs> so I opened up Pap's sock drawer to put his socks away and there was a stash of condoms and I was absolutely mortified. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to no, be. No, but it was just like, you know, when you're young and then, then you're like...
0: to see that.
1: My God, my parents have sex? What?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: the thought of your parents having sex, like nobody ever wants to go
0: there. No, I really don't. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. No. <laughs> now but just say so. I'm like, now that yeah. I think about it. And, and when, when you're, you're young, there. you're like, you know,
1: because you're just kind of... learning about sex and then you don't ever think that
0: your parents do that no they don't do that (laughs) ew fucking gross (laughs) now you brought my grandparents into this
1: (laughs) what the hell well just you know Scar you a little bit more.
0: (laughs) I know. So it really got me like, I don't know. I just think that that's an interesting question. Like, I would be curious what other people's responses to that were. Absolutely. I'm sure it all has to do with like that. But,
1: well, yeah, I'm sure if I, you know, had time to think about it, I could probably come up with some, you know, some doozies,
0: (laughs) some some whoppers. No, I liked the condoms in the sock (laughs) drawer. Wow. Pick a more, you know, (laughs) <laughs> you, way to be original Pap. <laughs> you know <laughs> like fuck oh boy all right oh, well there's gosh. that little tidbit for you <laughs> i hope that gets people thinking because i would yeah i would seriously love to know
1: Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. that was a good one. Oh my.
0: Oh boy. All right. Well, you want to jump right in? Yeah, you wanna jump in? I'm ready, girl. I'm ready, I'm ready to roll. Are you strapped in that coaster? I'm strapped in the coaster. Two toot, toot. oh no, that's a train. <laughs> <laughs> I nope. don't think a coaster makes sense. It doesn't. Does it? No, that was a I train. So. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. I like the strapped in you don't really get strapped into a train. No, you (laughs) You just kind of sit down. (laughs) Are you sitting in the train? That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. twists and turns of the train. (laughs) Hey, there have been some train accidents. You never know.
1: I don't think a seatbelt would help you
0: (laughs) in that instance, right? All right, well, you know what? (laughs) Fuck (laughs) you. All right, we'll go back to the. Uh, are you I do have in? a bone to pick with you. Oh, no. I, I know.
1: I know the beginning of the year when we sat down, and we had our meeting. Oh no, what? Jake! <laughs> Jake was like, is you know, is there anything that you know we could be doing? Jake's like, you know, if you could just hold the
0: swearing down a little I think bit. I've been doing kind of good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Both of you He's shaking his head.
0: <laughs> now I just bat. listened
1: to the last episode. and You oh. were like "mf and l hey," <laughs> like, you know, every other word, and I was like. We're not. Just, Am I dropping the ball? I think we're just we're just gonna have to go. <laughs> you
0: know, <just> listen, listen. <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't. You can't. So I, I you won't. don't even know you're doing it. No, I don't. It's just you, girl. It's hey, you. I read somewhere that really creative, intelligent people swear a lot. Yeah. So they stuff that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I will try really hard this episode.
1: No, I think that you should just be be yourself. Be, be you. Be, be you,
0: girl. Be true be to you. you. Okay, fine. That's right. Fuck it, I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Okay. I am doing today... I don't know why I said it like that. Today, Today. I am doing Phoebe Hallowell.
1: Ooh, fun. Ooh. Phoebe was always your favorite. Yeah. Your favorite.
0: <laughs> Again, we're still on no alcohol and we still can't talk. Just, I better start drinking just so <laughs> I... I almost feel I, like I, I talk better with the alcohol, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Right? Exactly. Oh, uh, yes, she's my favorite. Um <laughs> I always resonated most with her. She's, of course, from Charmed. And if Mm -hmm. you haven't seen Charmed and you want to know the rundown, we did a Charmed episode way back towards the beginning. So you Mm -hmm. can go and listen to that to get like the scoop of Mm -hmm. the show as a whole. Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on Phoebe. Nice. Uh, She's one of the Charmed sisters from the original Charmed. Okay, now there is a Charmed reboot slash Mm -hmm. remake. Mm -hmm. I haven't checked that out yet. I'm going to, and I plan on doing it for the podcast, but it's a whole series, so it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time, yeah. Yes, these came out. Million years ago. Yeah. So they're yes. already in my melon. Yep. Okay. So Phoebe is played by Alyssa Milano. Mm-hmm. And here's a little rundown of her character. Uh, she is the third charmed one.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So in the original, uh, she's the youngest sister. Mm. But then later on in the series, another sister comes in and then she becomes the middle. Right. Okay. Um, I would say she represents the element of water. Oh yes. Which is interesting a, yeah. because her birthday, the character's birthday, uh-huh. is November 2nd, which makes her a Scorpio.
1: Oh, then she is water. Well, she is water. How fun. Isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah. Uh she is free-spirited, creative, rebellious, confident, resourceful, and compassionate. Sounds like an Aquarius. I know, right? right? I know. <laughs> yeah, I I def she's definitely water, but a little bit of air in there. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, She is probably, at least at the beginning, the most dedicated to her craft. Yes. So remember, she's the one that kind of like what
1: she starts the whole thing she does she's like she's listen like, guys
0: we're witches like yeah. get it together yeah hey, i opened this book and by the way <laughs> we're witches and get on the same page yeah so she's like kind, yeah. she's into it yeah right off yeah, the bat she's the instigator yeah um her powers are mostly passive so uh she has premonitions she can levitate and she has the power of empathy which mm. is gonna be kind of our lesson today Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's toughy. Yeah. So I picked one specific episode. I'm going to give you a really really short recap because mm-hmm. not all the information is necessary for right. what, you know. Right. Um it is season 6, episodes 1 and 2. It's like a part 1, part 2. Okay. Okay, I'm going to butcher this. Are you? Yeah, Valhalla of the Dolls. Did I nail that? Valhalla of the Dolls? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> like Valhalla. Yeah. But, 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 but Valhalla of the Dolls. Did I kill It's it? a mashup. It's a fucking mashup. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so did I say it right? Yeah. Valhally, no. Valhalla <laughs> of the Dolls. All right, yes. I gotcha. Okay, so here's the rundown of that episode. The Charmed Ones are fighting demons like usual. Mm-hmm, and again, mm-hmm. if you don't know what we're talking about, mm-hmm, go back. Mm-hmm. Um, Piper, one of the sisters, has just been left by her husband, Leo, who is now missing. (gasps) Sad. But she is surprisingly acting very happy and chipper Mm -hmm. because we later find out that Leo has put a spell on her to shield her from emotional pain.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: Um, But Phoebe points out how sad Piper is, even though everyone else is like, what do you mean she's sad? She seems like totally fine. But Phoebe's like, no, she's so sad. Um, Phoebe is seeing a lot in the episode that no one can see. Okay. She seems to know what everyone is feeling and she's like calling it out. She's like, oh no, you're nervous. Mm -hmm. I can tell. Um, every time she feels something, little Mm. harp music plays. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. It kills me. She's like, you're nervous. I can feel it. And it's like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay guys. Okay. Early 2000s. Chill. (laughs) It's hilarious. Um, She says that she doesn't know what's going on. So, this is unusual for her character, right? It's season six. This Mm -hmm, isn't uh, mm -hmm. usual. Um, She doesn't know what's going on. Uh, She's just been feeling a lot of weird vibes lately, is how she puts it. Weird vibes. Weird vibes. At one point, a little girl falls off of her bike and is crying about because she, like, hurt her knee. Right. right. Instantly, Phoebe starts to cry and feels like she is also in pain, Ugh. okay, uh, before the feeling just disappears suddenly. And mm-hmm. she's like, what the hell is that? Okay, mm-hmm. see where I'm getting I at? see where you're going. Okay, she realizes she has a new power. She is an empath. Ooh, ah. Ooh, scary. <laughs> You're like, no emotions. Oh! <laughs> okay, so the girls eventually find Leo being held captive by Val five <laughs> <by> Valkyries. <laughs> oh my god. By Valkyries. Okay. Which is another cool thing I think we should talk okay. about at some point. Right on. Um, but they go to save him uh when piper sees leo the shield spell that he put on her wears off and her pain comes rushing back to her and it's like Ugh. unimaginable right Built her up, heart right? is broken oh, no. um phoebe begins to feel that pain as well and she like is in physical pain it's like hurting her yeah. she's like her heart is breaking right. i can literally feel mm. her heart breaking mm. Um, so the pain of all of it transfers to Phoebe, who begins, like, acting out against Leo. She's, like, punching him. And she's like, you hurt me. Like, she can't control it. Mm-hmm. So she's acting as though she's Piper. Right. Okay, so that's the only rundown I'm going to give you of the episode. Because okay. that's, like, the important tidbits. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about empaths. Yes. Because this is always something that I've been really interested in. Yeah, because you are one. Because I am one. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, so in the show... Okay, this is like, Mm -hmm. remember, this is like a magical world Mm -hmm. in Charmed, right? Right. Um, Those with the ability to feel others' emotions. That's Mm -hmm. how an empath is defined. Mm -hmm. Okay. Empaths can use this power to heal others' emotional pain and guide them through it. Mm -hmm. In order to use this power, you must embrace every emotion, not fight against it. I can see the look on your face. You don't like that. You're like, mm. Yeah. How much water is in your
1: chart? I don't know if I have very much water, do I?
0: I doubt it. Oh, bitch. But no, that's not in a bad Damn. way. Damn. I barely have any. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm mostly air and fire, if that, if that is... I think, is my polar opposite
1: of Pisces?
0: I think Fact maybe. Jake. I think maybe. Of a Virgo? Might, that makes sense. Might Logic versus dream.
1: <laughs> might explain a lot.
0: <laughs> Pisces.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: I new. Yeah, the yeah. logical versus the dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. I'm a dreamer. Okay. okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, this power is very rare. Mm-hmm. Only a select few are are given the full-on power mm-hmm. in this world. Um, it can stretch through different realities and planes of existence, right? So mm-hmm. if you are an empath, you can feel anyone's emotions anywhere, mm-hmm. anytime. Um, empaths usually become teachers, counselors, psychiatrists, people that emotionally aid mm-hmm. others, right? Uh, Phoebe becomes a columnist. A columnist, yes. Col- columnist yeah why does that sound weird somehow no, you ever right. say a word and it sounds wrong doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah you're like that, that doesn't just happened right. to me
1: yeah or when you spell a word
0: and you're like that that's just not doesn't right look right uh-huh. yeah. you google it a million yeah. times to make sure yeah, yeah i do it all the time <laughs> okay but she gives advice and uses her powers to like read people mm-hmm. and give them love advice mm-hmm. and you know uh, yeah so that's how she uses her empath powers, right so in Phoebe, uh, there's also the ability to reflect emotions onto others, tap into others' powers when they are being used, and pass empathy onto others. Mm. Okay. Uh, at one point she is also able to see auras because of this empath power, which I think is really cool. Um, in new empaths or those who are inexperienced, it can cause them to actually act on the emotions they are feeling from others. Like when Phoebe starts punching Leo because it was, she was new to it. She didn't understand how to control it, how to process, right. Um throughout the series she has to learn to shut it on and off and how to protect herself. So right. like from season six on, they really mm-hmm. go into that power, yeah. which yeah. I really love. Yeah. Um, and they explain like how she, you know, shields herself and stuff like that. Right. Beings that have the power of empathy on the show include angels, which they're mm-hmm. called white lighters on the show right. and cupids.
1: Oh isn't that cute?
0: Cupids. Oh, cupids. So Cupids, Cupids are empaths, mm-hmm. hmm. not fully, yeah. but partially. Yeah, okay. Um, from what I was reading, like only with love.
1: Oh, cute. right, right.
0: Um. So in. Our world. Okay? Yeah. Not the charmed world. Not the charmed world. Empaths are defined as highly sensitive individuals who have a keen ability to sense what people around them are thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. And they are described as emotional emotional sponges. <laughs> <laughs> emotional. Emotional sponges. Yep. Yeah, that sounds really I relate to that. Well, yeah, Yeah. because you are an emotional sponge. I am an emotional sponge. Mm -hmm. I can't say emotional. Emotional. Emotional sponge. (laughs) Um, I have read that those with a lot of water and or air placements in their chart are Mm -hmm. most likely to be empaths. Yeah. which I don't know how much truth there is Mm -hmm. in that, but I find that to be interesting. Obviously, water, emotions, depths, Mm -hmm. um, deep feelings. So that makes sense to me. Air. I get it, maybe because you're in your mind. Yeah. Um. So I could see how that could relate. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm a lot of air.
1: You so. are. You do have a lot of air in your chart.
0: And my Venus is in Pisces. Oh. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. So how I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so signs you might be an empath. Now, this is mostly... From my opinion and Mm -hmm. experience, I did do a little research and it's kind of, you know, it's going to depend on the person. This is just generally. Okay. Um, It is overwhelming to be in crowds.
1: Absolutely. Of
0: people. Mm -hmm. Um, You feel anxious and unable to control your emotions when you're around a lot of people at once. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like hit the nail on the head for me. Mm -hmm. I get really, really overwhelmed if I'm around too many Mm -hmm. people. Like I can't decipher what's going on i can't
1: be in crowds of people because i can feel you can like, feel the energy i can feel it coming at me right from all, like all angles and it's right it's overwhelming right
0: um you pick up on the vibe of a room oh, yeah. or person mm-hmm. or group really easily and you're very sensitive to energy mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's all about energy in yep. my opinion mm-hmm. you can just like feel it mm-hmm. um And then obviously, like, if you're really a a deep empath, like, you can just, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's different for everyone and they experience it differently. But, like, if I see someone in pain or they don't even have to tell me they're in pain, I can just, like, feel it radiating and I feel like I am going through that emotional pain. Mm -hmm. Or it taps into something. Mm -hmm. I kind of wonder if it, like...
1: You've obvi- well,
0: you the the empath mm-hmm. would have obviously had to experience have right. experienced that emotion mm-hmm. before to be able to recognize what it is. Yeah. So I wonder if you're more prone to like pick up on certain frequencies that you mm-hmm. yourself have experienced a lot of, or yeah. do you know what
1: I mean. Well, I think definitely. I mean, this, again, is just my opinion and my experience. I feel like people that have been through a lot of trauma, people that have been, you know, through a lot in their lives have the capacity to be more um, empathic because they do know what that range of emotions Mm. is and you recognize it in others that's interesting and i'm not saying everybody because most of the time you know to be empathic it is almost like you have to be outside of yourself you know what i'm saying Mm. like if you take those emotions and you just like focus on yourself you're obviously not going to recognize that but if you're very if you're perceptive mm, you're right you're just looking at someone you can read it because you recognize it I think you yeah
0: know? yeah that's a really interesting thought because I was thinking about that like I seem to pick up on the the bad emotions more mm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. like if I'm around a really happy group of people mm-hmm. That's not hitting me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. no, it's normally like the the sadder emotions mm-hmm. that, oh, yeah. are, that I feel mm-hmm. really deeply. So I found that to be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm sure it's different from everyone, and I'd be curious right. to hear other people's takes on it. Um, so another sign you might be an empath is you are able to immediately sense what someone else is feeling because, like I said, you literally feel it. So it's not like... There's a difference between just being perceptive and being like, oh, you look sad, right? Mm -hmm. Like most people, Mm -hmm. that's not what Mm -hmm. we're talking about. We're talking about like feeling, literally, like you yourself have Mm -hmm. become sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Intimacy can often be overwhelming if you are an empath, just because there's Mm -hmm. really heavy emotions involved. Yeah. And you often feel drained after being around a lot of people. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah, you can often feel like your energy is being sucked mm-hmm. out of you. <laughs> sucked out of you. Um, yeah. Not on purpose. You know, people don't do it on mm-hmm. purpose. But just because if you don't know how to, like, you know, mm-hmm. protect yourself, right. it can be really draining. Mm-hmm. So that's when we get into, like, coping techniques. Right. Or, like, how to protect your energy and mm-hmm. yourself. So um, here's, again... Just stuff that has worked for me. Mm-hmm. I did do some research, but okay. you could find your own. Mm-hmm. Um, literally visualizing a shield. And this is advice I actually got from a medium. Do You remember mm-hmm. when I... um. We went to this psychic fair in Pittsburgh and I had like a very clear question Mm -hmm. that I was going uh, to this psychic slash medium with. And the whole time she just talked to me about how I was an empath and I needed to learn how to shield myself like the whole time. She was like, yeah, "Yeah, your question not relevant. (laughs) We're going to need to deal with this. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. Um, So she said literally If you, you know, are feeling overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or you don't want the energy coming in to with your, you know, in your mind, literally visualize like a wall going up Mm -hmm. or like a a protective bubble going Mm -hmm. over you. I'm sure it's different for Mm -hmm. everyone. I do the wall thing. Yeah. I will literally be like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) no wall. Yeah. Blocked. Yeah. Shut down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But she did stress to me to make sure you're learning the difference between harmful energy coming in Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. right. Like you don't want to shut out all right. 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 Every emotion. You don't want to be cold, which I can, I'll totally admit it. I can sometimes have the tendency to be very like, just because if I'm personally overwhelmed, I'm like, I can't, I can't do any of it. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you know, well, and I think too, you know, probably you'll find a,
1: you know, a correlation between, empathic people and introverts because there is a lot of need to recharge yeah you know and like whether that's meditation whether that's right you know just spending time but you know you have to recharge exactly yeah
0: so that's one of the techniques is to meditate Mm -hmm. or to have quiet a slash alone time Mm -hmm. when you need it Mm -hmm. Um, and to be clear about this in your relationships like listen sometimes Um, It's not personal. I'm just going to need to recharge the batteries Mm -hmm. there. Um, You can also, this was an interesting one, create an actual barrier. So, right, like say you're at work Mm -hmm. and that's when it gets triggered or it gets really loud. Um, You can literally, like at your desk or whatever, Form a little barrier or a circle around you of, like, crystals or plants. Get the salt! (laughs) Salt um, or pictures, anything Mm -hmm. that calms you um, to literally form, Mm -hmm. like, an energy Mm -hmm. shield, which I thought was a really great idea. Um, Identifying what triggers you the most is mm-hmm. definitely important mm-hmm. like we said like i know like parades oh no mm-hmm. <laughs> we've talked about this before mm-hmm. too like no there it's just too yeah. there's too many people my nightmare would be being at
1: the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day parade, right. like I, like too I much could not. energy for me personally. Mm-hmm. If I were watching from a window, watching you know, from something. afar with yeah, some right.
0: binocs, you know, <laughs> I couldn't be in those crowds. I oh, don't want to be no. in it. Um, but it's going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So figuring out what mm-hmm. you know triggers mm-hmm. it for you, um, and to set clear boundaries—that's mm-hmm. definitely an important one. Yeah. Like, no, I can't mm-hmm. go to this event, or no, right. I need alone time. Yeah. Um, so those are some techniques that have helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I'm gonna give you some crystals and houseplants and other things I that are love good that. for this. Love that. Okay, so crystals, amethyst mm-hmm. uh, promotes relaxation and and has a calming energy mm-hmm. to it. Uh, citrine promotes grounding, mm-hmm. keeps you kind of level-headed, um, and it's a very warm mm-hmm. crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, black tourmaline. Is for protection mm. from negative energy specifically mm-hmm. and is also grounding. Fluorite, which is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I've got my eyes peeled for like some fluorite. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's cleansing and mm-hmm. it neutralizes energy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, it's a good yeah. calming one. Yeah. Rose quartz, obviously. Mm. This is a big one for me. Like, yeah. if you have a problem, get some rose quartz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chances are it'll help.
1: I used to wear that necklace of rose quartz always. Yeah. I should find that.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Um, it heals the heart. It mm-hmm. keeps your heart open, mm-hmm. but, you know, healed, mm-hmm. big self-love stone, yep. peace and harmony. And this is just personally for me, like, again, this is going to, mm-hmm. if you find a stone that yeah. feels right, like you put it in your hand, it feels right. Take it, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Tiger's eye. Pay for it
1: first if you're at a store. Don't steal. (laughs) 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 Don't do drugs and don't steal. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Tiger's eye was always yours. Tiger's eye. Literally,
0: again, kind of along the lines of Mm -hmm. rose quartz. I don't care what problem I have, rose Mm -hmm. quartz is going to go in my pocket. Like, it's just my stone. Yeah. Um, Remember, I
1: always wore that big carnelian.
0: Yeah, you yeah, were always but, big on cornea. Mm-hmm, That's a beautiful mm-hmm, stone. Mm-hmm. Tiger's eye. I've had a yep. lot of. I always like to wear like a mm-hmm. ring or a bracelet that yep. has tiger's eye on it, um, because it's big on protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just me, per, like it mm-hmm. fits my energy, right. and it's just like yeah. my. I need to have it to feel grounded. Yeah. Um. So go out and find what crystal that is yeah. for you. That's you know part of the fun. Go find mm-hmm. a local witchy shop. Mm-hmm. Or a wear rock a mask. Shop. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Mask up. Mask up. Uh, and, and well, I guess that's bad to promote, but you need to touch them, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you kind of need to touch them. Yeah.
1: In my opinion. Yeah, I mean, or sometimes they'll just be, you know,
0: they'll speak to you from they afar. They yeah. will, yeah. Yeah, I'm big on, like, mm-hmm. I, but that, I'm like that with kind yeah. of everything. Like, yeah. I'm a very hands-on person, yeah. so maybe it's not like that for mm-hmm. everyone. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, some house plants. Yes. Ooh, snake plants. Oh, you have, a,
1: you have a couple of those around I around do. Around here. There's yeah. one in
0: our living room and there's one in our bedroom. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know when mm-hmm. I got them. I was just like, I like you. <laughs> You're coming home. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, they absorb negative energy mm-hmm. and cleanse a space nice yes and they're really easy to take care of yeah like they kind of just like to be left alone bonus (laughs) bonus points it's hard to kill they kind of like to be left alone (laughs) easy yeah you know watch i say that and i'm gonna go out and my snake plants are gonna be dead flopped over. um a philodendron Mm -hmm. promotes love and happiness Mm -hmm. and ivy which, again, oh, yes. I have ivy. Yeah. I have a bunch of I ivy just repotted plants. that baby girl yesterday. I know. She yeah. got an upgrade. She did. She did. <laughs> she got a massage. I know. Um, they are for protection and healing. Mm-hmm. So they're good to keep around. Yeah. Some other things you can do. Uh, take a cleansing bath with salt and essential oils. Like mm-hmm. lavender or rose is a good one. Mm-hmm. Cleanse your space often. Mm-hmm. Uh, can be done with sound salt water or yeah, plants. Sage. Yep. Um drink some calming tea. Oh yes. Again, lavender and rose. Oh yeah. I'm all about that rose. That's what when
1: you were saying about you're creating the barrier in your space. I was thinking somebody would say, "Why do you have that humongous jar of lavender sitting next to you?" <laughs> no reason.
0: Well, Sally, look away. <laughs> you just throw some lavender <laughs> in her face. Ping, ping. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, you can also look into Reiki, which is a form of energy healing. Mm-hmm. And I know you have done yeah, uh, some I'm, studying on Reiki. Yeah, I'm a level one Reiki practitioner. Yeah, our good friend Debbie, who mm-hmm. is also like a big Uncle Bob supporter. Yeah. I know she's mm-hmm. very much into Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can either, you know, get into learning it mm-hmm. for yourself and you can yeah. uh, perform Reiki on yourself or you can go to a mm-hmm. practitioner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that...
1: I love that. empath. That's
0: wonderful.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought that
0: was a good one. I feel like, yeah. especially now, there's a lot going on. I think there is. And I think it's
1: important for younger people to know that are like, don't realize what having empathic tendencies. I think sometimes you think there's something wrong with you.
0: Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: You think that, you know, you. Are isolated, or you kind of keep to yourself, or like don't you said, like to be around. Anybody. Don't like to right. be around a lot of people, and that you know society says, well, you know that there's something wrong with you, and right. there's no,
0: you know, don't think that, right? Um, yeah, in some cases, yeah, you might just mm-hmm. be an empath. Yeah, so go watch Charmed, especially those later seasons. Like I said, they go into it more. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a little dramatic yeah. because it's a magical tv show but i think they do a yeah. lot of like Touch how she that. works through it mm-hmm. um so it's really it's really yeah. educational yeah and phoebe's a great character she
1: is she is a great character yeah
0: so that is phoebe Hallowell and empath Woo! i love it i love right. it you're awesome. up to bat girl am i up yep
1: all right do you know what i'm doing today I do, because I heard doing, you watching it. I'm doing a fun one today. Yay! And it was just a little bit of a stretch, you know, for our, you know. For her magical umbrella. For our magical umbrella, but I, I pushed the boundary. I pushed the boundary because I don't think, you know, you can be a pop culture, you know. Podcast. Podcast and not do... The Goonies. The Goonies. I love this movie.
0: I lo- oh, it fits. Does it? It's I think magical. it does. All yeah. right.
1: Well, make, we're we're making it. We're making <laughs> hey, it magical. Hey, all
0: you shut I, up. I say, it's magical. I would say. it
1: I say it's magical. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the Goonies, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, a Great year. Was it? I don't know. I graduated in nineteen
0: eighty-five. Oh, tight. tight. I wasn't here yet. <laughs> you weren't. No. Um.
1: So it's considered an adventure comedy. Hmm. Now, it had a budget of $19 million and did 124 at the box office. Whoa. Not too shabby. Not too shabby, Goonies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Written by Chris Carter, directed by Richard Donner,
0: and produced by Steven Spielberg. Oh really? Yeah. Why do I? Always, I must just not know what he does because <laughs> every time he pops up, I'm like, really? What do you do? <laughs> I'm not sure. Apparently. <laughs> Little fact check here. It was Uh-oh. actually written by Chris Columbus.
1: Damn it! Where did I get Carter at? <laughs> uh,
0: Mr. Chris Carter wrote the X Files. <gasps> oh, oh burn. Burn. burn! You just self burned. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris C- Columbus. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who did not sail the ocean blue? <laughs> I knew you were going to say something about it. Not that Christopher Columbus that came in, you know. Not that dick bag. <laughs> not that dick bag. All right. Yeah. No, this Chris Columbus wrote The Goonies. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Directed by Richard Donner, produced by Steven Spielberg. Yes. yes. Our cast. It's a great cast. It is. You're going to give us every cast member, aren't you? Of course, not everyone. <laughs> Almost everyone. All right. So Sean Astin plays Mikey. You can't leave a goonie out. No. Uh, Josh Brolin plays Brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Feldman plays Mouth. Love Corey Feldman. Jonathan K. Kwan plays Data. Mm-hmm. Jeff Cohen plays Chunk. Carrie Green plays Andy, Martha Plimpton plays Steph, and I don't. I, I looked at her character, and I'm like, she's the original Barb from Stranger Things. What do you she's, mean? Like she's like. She Barb. looks like Barb. <laughs> she oh my God, like, she does. She kind of looks like Barb and she's like the annoying best friend. You know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, Barb's inspiration. I know. You I know think what? So? I kind of wonder. <laughs> I know. I that. wonder too. Um, Joe Pantaleone. Joey Pants is Francis Fratelli. Robert Davy is Jake Fratelli. And Ramsey is Mama Fratelli. And John Matuzak is Sloth. And Cyndi Lauper is herself. (laughs) Cyndi Lauper as Cyndi Lauper. Nailed it. Hey, she wrote a killer theme song for that movie. I know, I know. It's awesome. It is. Don't get ahead of me, Leanne. Oh,
0: shit. Shit. I just felt your eyes dagger across the room. Zip it.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right, so the plot... A group of land developers are buying up the town of Astoria, Oregon. I often wondered, like, how do they do that? You
0: know we can go there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to get ahead of you again? She just looked at me like, I'm bitch, like, I, bitch, bitch I, will. I will. get you. <laughs> You're giving away all my okay, shit, I'm, Liam. I'm going to zip it. I'm going to zip it. <laughs>
1: um, so anyway, the land developers are buying up the town of Astoria, Oregon to make way for a posh country club, forcing the residents to pull up anchor. Mm-mm. Like where I was going with that? Anchor. Anchor. Water. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just don't know. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey in the house. Matthew, is that you? <laughs> I channeled him. I empathically channeled him. Oh shit. All right, moving on. You got some tears (laughs) out of me. Well at least these were happy ones this week. (laughs) Hey. Uh. Oh my gosh. All right. (laughs) Get it together. All right. Mouth, data, and chunk. Mouth data and chunk gather at Mikey and Brand's house. Although Chunk is not allowed in until he does the travel shuffle, I know. It's so which awful. is you know, and I love that shirt. I'm like, is this where Jimmy Buffett got his like Hawaiian you know, shirt? <laughs> it's like, Chunk, do the travel shuffle. I know. Remember, we had that magnet up on this. Uh, I, I, know. I still have it, I it's still, awesome. Still, I love Chunk. <laughs> I know. So they gather at Mikey and Brand's house. Brand is babysitting. Okay. You know. Right. Um, and the kids, who call themselves the Goonies, are spending one last weekend together before they all have to move away.
0: Oh, no. Right? I'm
1: devastated. So they go up into the attic looking for something fun to do <laughs> and stumble upon an old treasure map. And a newspaper article of a man named Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot? Chester Copperpot, who went in search of the pirate One-Eyed Willie's treasure, but was never heard from again. (laughs) Bye-bye, Chester (laughs) Copperpot. Oh, shit. Uh, The band of misfits decide to set out on the adventure and find the hidden treasure and save their homes. Hell yeah. Sounds like the making of a good film. Right? Right. So the gang has to kind of subdue Brand because they're you know they're not supposed to leave the house. So okay. it's uh, they wrap his, like his <laughs> exercise equipment around him or something and strap him to the chair and they all run out. Right. So he kind of frees himself and he's going to run after them or he's going to be in big trouble. And they slashed his they they were smart they slashed his bicycle tires and so wow. he had to ride this like. Little kitty bike. Little tricycle or whatever. Yeah. And I just bring that up because as he's riding down the road, he runs into Andy and Steph. Mm -hmm. And that's how they all link up. Because, you know, Andy and Brand, they're they're crushing on each other. little love connection. And so the three of them go off
0: after the little gang of goonies. Why didn't I have a friend group that like called themselves something cool? I don't know. I didn't have friends. I well, <laughs> I figured that out. It wasn't difficult. Okay. Oh no, you uh, you had a couple. <laughs> you are like you which is more than one. some
1: people. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. So first stop on the map is an old abandoned restaurant. Hmm. Weird, right? Spooky. Uh, they need to go in there to find the hidden tunnels that is going to lead them to the treasure give me the uh, goods yeah it happens to sit upon this restaurant which coincidentally is being occupied is a hideout for the Fratelli crime family. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Let's throw in another element here. Uh, Brand, Andy, and Steph catch up with the others, and they locate a tunnel in the basement as they're trying to hide from the Fratellis. Okay. Um, And they realize that the tunnel is going to take them down into the caves and stuff. Right. um, And start this exciting adventure. Full of clues and booby traps and
0: booby you know, traps
1: set up by the notorious, not B I G, but One Eyed Willie
0: <laughs> to keep his stash safe. O E W. That took me <laughs> way longer than I would like. One Eyed Willie O E W. The notorious O E W. A mashup.
1: That is a mashup. TM. <laughs> Trademark. Um, unfortunately, Chunk is caught by the Fratellis. Oh, no. And they lock him up with their brother, Sloth. Oh. He's a little scary.
0: Aww, looking Sloth at first, Chunk. he scares
1: Chunk um, until Chunk gives him a baby Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> and they bond. It's so cute. And they're they're BFFs. The Fratellis interrogate Chunk until he reveals the Goonies' plan to find the hidden treasure. Okay, and then they're off in hot pursuit because they're like, "Hey, we want the cash. We want the cash. We want the we want the goods." Mm-hmm. So after much zigging and zagging through a maze of booby traps and the discovery of Chester Copperpot's skeleton, oh, bye bye. And the reason they know that is because Mikey finds his wallet, which has a Mickey Mantle baseball card and his driver's license in it. So <laughs> Chester Copperpot, Chester Copperpot. <laughs> I see the resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make it out. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, I know. R.I.P. So uh, the Goonies hit the jackpot finding One-Eyed Willie's ship and once aboard uh, all of the mountains of treasure. Oh, and yeah. One-Eyed Willie himself is actually there. One-Eyed Willy. He's not alive, but... <laughs> 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 he's chilling with all he's, the gold He's chilling with all of his yeah mm-hmm. he died hoarding all of his uh mm-hmm. treasures all right so mikey ends up having a little tender moment with one-eyed willie skeleton and he tells him that he's the original goonie <gasps> one-eyed willie oh right and he has a few tears um, and then they start filling their pockets with the treasure. <laughs> Absolutely. As one should. But unfortunately, they are caught by the Fratellis, who plan to take the treasure for themselves and make the kids walk the plank. Oh, no. hmm But Sloth and Chunk appear. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. Sloth rips off a shirt to reveal a Superman shirt underneath and pretty much saves the darn day. Love right? it. Sloth loves chunk. Uh huh. And the fratelli's greed to grab the treasure. They said they set off a booby trap, that was sure to be the end of everyone. But they all barely escape, but lost all of the treasure. Oh, what the! In, get, in trying to get out, so of a it all like falls out of their pockets and all that stuff. What the hell? I have what the fuck? <laughs> the, Fr- the fratelli's are arrested. And it's weird because it seems like all of their family is waiting on the shore for like, them. how'd you know like, we were gonna be here? How'd you know? I always
0: thought that. Didn't you? It's yeah. like, was why? there a memo?
1: I know. And then there was like, the cops were there, the television camera crews were there, and it's like,
0: <laughs> how'd you guys do How'd you guys
1: even know I was here, right? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> um, so parents are waiting on the shore, the Fratellis are arrested, but no one believes their story that they were hunting for treasure and found Chester Copperpot's goods. Well, no, not Chester Cup, but One-Eyed Willie's Goods, <laughs> right? The notorious OEW. <laughs> exactly. Um, just as Mikey's dad is about to sign the papers relinquishing their property, they find a handful of jewels in Mikey's pocket. Yes, and the town is saved. We see the pirate ships. just from just from one little pocket of jewels. I'm gonna get to that. Okay. Um, the town is saved. We see the pirate ship like broke out of the cave and is sailing. So now they have to all believe them because they're like, oh, there's Bitch, this. Bitch, look over look there. Look at that big fucking pirate ship. <laughs> um, and Chunk adopts sloth. Okay. Love that He's so like, much. like, you're going to live with me now because
0: mm. I love you.
1: I know. And they all live happily ever after. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. I love this movie. Isn't so it it's great. a feel good movie. It is. Yeah. It's
1: such a cute movie. I just yeah, it's just fun. We used to watch it all the time. When, we did when you were younger. Yeah. yeah. So some fun facts. Love a fun fact. Let me roll them out. Okay. Um, I have often wondered how the few jewels in Mikey's pocket <laughs> saved the whole town. Right. And you just asked me that. Right. So here, here's how it goes. According to the International Maritime Salvage Law, which we kind of touched on a little bit in Ghost Ship, Uh, The rights to a salvage vessel and its contents go to the person or persons who first successfully bring something off the vessel in question. So, since he had the jewels in his pocket, which came from the ship, the ship and everything on it belonged to him. To Mikey? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That was a lot of damn treasure, (laughs) man. I'll say. Right. Mikey, you ain't never working a day in your life. Mm-mm. No, so that's wow. Well, oh, okay, I often thought I just, mean, just that little, you know, I mean, just those jewels? few
0: couple jewels. That's not really you know, but that's, that's not why. Up. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. Why. Fun. Yeah. Something I didn't know I needed to know, but I did. But you did because yeah. now
1: you look at those jewels and say, "Damn!" And there's a ship and all that shit on <laughs> is yours too, buddy. Nice. Yeah. The pirate ship was actually real. It took 2.5 months to build, and all the shots seen in the movie were shot aboard the ship. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. Mm -hmm. And it was modeled after famous swashbuckler Errol Flynn's boat in his movies.
0: Imagine being like one of the little kid actors and getting to like play on a pirate ship. Oh my gosh. That was so cool.
1: Yeah, that would be super cool. Um, Errol Flynn figures prominently in the movie. Uh, obviously they built the ship, uh, as a replica of some, or of his in the movies. And he is actually can be seen when they bring Chunk down to tie him up with Sloth. Mm-hmm. He, Sloth is watching Errol Flynn.
0: Oh yeah. An yeah, Errol yeah. Flynn
1: movie. And okay. then they use Errol Flynn, like the music from his movies, in like, inter- weave it oh, throughout cool. the score. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And once the movie was over, they um, told they put an ad out and said, you know, somebody, if you want to come take this boat, anybody that wants it can come take it. And they had no takers and they ended up like thrashing it. Like, dude, so. I would have
0: fucking taken the boat. Like,
1: I'll take that boat. Yeah. <laughs> I lived on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and Astoria is a real place. Astoria, Oregon. I'm going to act like I didn't know that. What? What? (laughs) I am shocked. But in my research on, uh, you know, some research on pirating, they were saying that that would not be a place like that area. The Pacific Northwest would Mm -hmm. not be a place where pirates would have so it was kind oh. of not realistic. Interesting. I guess the way of the trade fairs and stuff like that, it wouldn't mm. have come across that. Well, you know? we'll ignore it because it's close we'll to us it. and I want to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they actually have like celebrations there. There's a Goonies Day. Oh, in, my yeah. God. Fun. Yeah. Right. We got to go. Okay. On the list. All right. So uh, the newspaper article and photo of Chester Copperpot that they find is actually Keenan Wynn he keeps coming up he's Keenan Wynn he's the winter warlock and oh. remember his dad um, Edwin was Uncle Albert in the Mad Hatter and we Mary have Puckham. had this exact We've, conversation yeah we have right <laughs> I'm <laughs>
0: like what the fuck are you talking the about <clears> the <throat>
1: Wynn's yeah all right. Cindy Lauper co-wrote the theme song, Goonies Are Good Enough, which tells the movie's story as a musical. Love it. So you can, she pl- she's she gets credit as playing herself because you can see the Goonies watching the video when they're at Mikey and Brand's early on in the film. She's, oh, yeah, the video's on the television. need to go, Cindy. Well, Cindy makes <laughs> an appearance. Like, I'm going to get in there somehow. I'm getting in there. <laughs> uh, the late Corey Haim auditioned for the role of mouth hmm. which went to cory feldman right right and the two that was the first time those two met oh and uh they became best friends and went on to make six movies together in addition to the lost boys i love it i know i
0: love the corys
1: i know and see i must have just typed wrong because here i have chris columbus also wrote gremlins yeah yeah and there's Easter eggs all throughout the movie, nodding to all of these people's like there's to Spielberg movies and mm. but the big Easter egg for Chris Columbus was when Chunk calls the cops to tell him about the fratellis. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, they don't believe him because he tends to lie. Right. He's like, Yeah, it's like that time you told us about those creatures that multiplied when you throw water on I them. Did, yeah, I did know so that. So that's the big it's Easter cute. egg there. And the Lou Gehrig baseball card that Mikey finds on Chester Copperpot is worth $275,000 at the time he finds it.
0: Shit. So, Mikey, Hello? you are really sad. Mikey, <laughs>
1: you rich boy. Right. Okay. So, I thought my lesson, because it's kind of a stretch, but I thought, let's talk about pirates a little bit. And, okay. and like, where does this buried treasure, you know, why did they bury treasure? Like, yeah. you know, what? like, what um, is that about? Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay so I'm, I'm just, you know, going to tap on that a little bit. I'm ready. All right. So the earliest documentation of pirates dates back to the 14th century BC. Woo. That's a long time, right? <laughs> like that Holy is a long time. But Damn. The, yeah. But the golden age of pirates that most of us are familiar with um, is about 1650 to 1730s. Okay. And then they were all pretty much wiped out. Gotcha. All right. Piracy is defined as an act of robbery or criminal violence by ship or boat uh, attacking another ship or a coastal area. Okay. Typically with the goal of stealing cargo and other valuable items or properties or those who are, who conduct acts of piracy are called pirates. Pirates. There you go. Okay. So hidden treasure and X marks the spot. Yes. Is sadly pretty much a fallacy. What do you mean? Right? There are very few accounts of pirates actually bearing treasure.
0: What? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mainly
1: because the pirates were not a frugal bunch and pretty much blew their plunder <laughs> on gambling, <laughs> women, and booze. I was going to say, it's more <laughs> rum. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So there was nothing to bury. So there, were, Yeah, so there okay. pretty much <laughs> wasn't anything to bury. The two most well-known accounts of hidden treasure is in 1573 when Francis Drake raided a Spanish mule train, confiscated several tons of gold and silver, which he hid and then later retrieved when the coast was clear. Oh, I see. And then in 1699, Billy the Kid dropped anchor near New York where he had buried, by today's equivalent, millions in golden jewels on a little island called Gardner's Island. Um, But he was quickly caught and returned to England where he was executed and hanged. Never getting to enjoy that bounty. Actually, the owner of Gardner Island
0: dug that up. Just stumbled upon it.
1: Well, he, no, I mean, the story goes that he ran into them when he was trying to bury the treasure. And so they knew about it, but he told them, if you ever touch this treasure, I will kill you and your entire family. Mm. But then once they found out <laughs> he was dead, they called the, like, they called the British army to come and right. take the treasure back to the crown. Oh, You know, which, oh. which which, which I'm sure they were, you know, rewarded,
0: but whatever. Yeah, right. Like,
1: I'm taking that for myself. I thought
0: that's what you were going to say and I was going to be so happy for them, but...
1: <laughs> right. Nope. So sorry. Um, yeah, so he was actually hanged and that was it. Bummer. Okay. Yeah. So then where does this idea come from? Like... Like the treasure hunt. Yeah. Where does that come from? I don't know. All right. Well, in 1724, so remember we said the golden age ended around the 1730s. Okay. Um, In 1724, Captain Charles Johnson published a collection of biographies on these desperados entitled A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates. Okay. In these tales, he secures the legends of pirates, Black Bart and Blackbeard. Okay. Okay. Um then in 1719, Daniel Defoe writes Robinson Crusoe.
0: Okay. Am I supposed to know what that is?
1: Robinson Crusoe?
0: Yeah. What?
1: <laughs> Why did you just look at me like I don't know what that is? Oh my gosh, Jake, did you
0: ever read Robinson Crusoe? It's been a while, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now hold on. <laughs> Stop ganging oh. up on me. What is it? I've never even heard of it. What? I've never heard of it in my life. What is oh my it about? What kind of parent was i <laughs> i don't know we've established yeah, was, that you is it a book yes <laughs> what is it about pirates yes <laughs> What? Are, why are you looking at me like that
1: you Shit. Should. probably didn't have to read that in school well, well my well, bad okay mm. well let's see <laughs> move past the disappointment i know all right so moving on so captain johnson's account His, you know, we talked about him, his collection of biographies. Oh, yes, yes. Um, His account directly influenced Robert Louis Stevenson's 1883 book titled Treasure Island.
0: Okay, I know that one. All
1: right. (laughs) About buccaneers and buried gold. And this story has had an enormous influence in the popularization of pirates, including the elements of treasure maps. Hmm. X marks the spot. And um, schooners, tropical islands, one-legged seamen bearing parrots on their shoulders—that all came from Treasure Island—and wow. kind of solidified the pop culture history of the of, pirate. Of the pirate. Hmm. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, because one of the and one of the characters in Treasure Island, of course, is Long John Silver who then became a a popular (laughs) fast food restaurant chain. I used to like your chicken fingers (laughs) when I was younger. (laughs) Great hush puppies. (laughs) Put some vinegar on that shit. It wasn't bad. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Oh, my gosh. That followed by Captain Hook and Peter Pan in 1904. Mm. uh, The glamour and popularity of pirates, um, you know. Set in stone. Was, yep. Mm. was set in stone. Wow. So, I mean, let's really look at pirates. They weren't really nice folks, right? Well,
0: in pop culture, yeah. Or no, I you mean, just mean I'm, generally. I'm talking oh, in general. I've never met one. Yeah. I, don't I mean,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, most of them had scurvy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you know, we can go back to the not bathing. You know, they did
0: not bathe. <laughs> Someone seriously needs to count how many times you've said that. Let's look at it. When you see, like, (laughs) pirates
1: in movies, they're like, oh, you know. Like Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking of the pirate in um, Once Upon a Time. Hello. He was cute. Yeah. That series. mm -hmm, He was good looking. But mm -hmm. they, like, romanticize them. (laughs) And, you know, that's not what was happening back then. They were funking. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And uh, they murdered and robbed from people. Fantastic. So for two hundred years, pop culture has romanticized these figures and that have hovered on the edge of the law. So, like, why? Right. Um, in a world where social behavior was so regulated, they signified freedom. Hmm. And they represented rebellion, anarchy, and they stuck to their own code and were basically the originators of sticking it to the man. The outlaws. The outlaws, yeah. which is really what one eye Willie represented to the Goonies because right. they were trying to stick it to the man to save their home, right? And oh. that's the bond they had with One-Eyed Willie. Yeah. So, yeah, so... There you go. go.
0: I love that. That's magical. I think that's magical. Pirates always pop up in magical stories. I think so. So I think that that's totally legitimate. Yeah. I really liked that. That I apparently had (laughs) nothing. (laughs) I knew nothing about pirates, apparently. so. I mean, well, you know. I really didn't. Um... But it's really cool. Yeah, I only really know, like, the very, you know, the hunks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They always make them out to be so, like, sexy. pirates. Oh, yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they've been so glamorized. Right. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Goonies is a great one. It is a good one. That's a good one. You know, if you're looking for a little treasury with your kiddos. Yeah. You know. That's definitely a good one. It's definitely a good one to put in there.
0: Top lore. Sweet. What a magical episode. I loved it. All right, are you ready? I am ready, girl. All right, it's time for Killer Quotes of the Week. I love it. Da-na-na-na, da-na-na, na da-na-na, na da-na-na. Okay, mine is Those Who Don't Believe in Magic Will Never Find It by Roald Dahl, sent in by at Jenny S. Bradley. Thank you. Love that one. Love it. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Mine's short and sweet. What is it? Yeah, Goonies Never Say Die. I love it.
1: Don't you love it? Sent in by Cindy Lopper. No, I'm no. <laughs> Cindy L. <laughs> Cindy L. <laughs> From
0: Los Angeles. Yeah, I like it. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was fresh. There you go. All right, everyone. If you want to be next week's killer quote of the week, make sure to follow us on Instagram. You know the spiel. Please check out our Patreon, it would really help the show out. The link is always in our show notes below. Yes. There's some cool stuff on there. If you're watching on YouTube, Give it a thumbs up. Yep, and subscribe, subscribe to the channel. Yeah. All right. And we will see you next week. We will see you next week. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.